0: Rebirth, The Satanic Plan, Part 2 Psalm 56, verses 1 to 4 Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He, fighting daily, oppresses me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. O Thou Most High, what time I am afraid, I will trust in Thee. In God I will praise His word, in God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. The King James Version Belief is a security, but faith is an action. Your faith is not a passive element of your life, but the core or the basis. It is the foundation upon which all else is built. It provides reason and relief. There is no humanity without belief, for each person believes in something. For even to believe that there is nothing is still a belief. It is an inescapable part of what makes us unique. It is this individualism that the devil seeks to destroy with robotic, micromanaged efficiency. In small, incremental steps, the plan is carried out. Just like the tide, it advances. Note that true leaders are not just pillars of hope, not just bringers of light. They feed the needs of the soul. They know the seasons when to plough and plant, when to be patient and when to harvest. Without the bread of this wisdom, little else matters. Society crumbles without competence and confidence, and all societies turn to dust in the end. For hard times create good men, just as good times create weak men. The system sows the seeds of insecurity, of pressure, of unease that leads to disease. Insecurity itself leads to anxiety, and then fear leads to compliance. A mind constantly alert has no time to rest. Restlessness is exhausting. This is the tactic that ensures that a tired and weary population submits to the demands of individuals in power. The threats must be unending in their veracity and constant in their application. This way, the disorientation is to become complete. The subject must be given no time to think for themselves. Panic and anxiety will be the norm. Negative human emotions will be eradicated through the therapy of endless freely supplied drugs. Before you implement the solution, you must first convince people that the problem exists and is imminent, that all else is irrelevant, that it is a now or never scenario. You must ring alarm bells and sound warnings, all Pavlovian influences. Then you can claim the authority to mandate and dictate. Instructions will be issued Rules will be enforced. Reminders will be everywhere. People will be asked to turn left and to run right at the same time. Actual compliance will be impossible. The punches will disorientate you. And then there shall be proclamations and further edicts. Perhaps even with trumpets. Repetition numbs the mind. In this newtopia, the brain will be bombarded with the same message again and again until submission, until permanently weakened, until all resistance is removed until the experience of pain is no longer felt, as it is what is expected. All culture is to be controlled. Your fashions will fashion you. All media is to be controlled. The middleman shall be taught and then bought. All messages will be the same, or similar. All people shall be treated with an equity of harshness. Absolute control is the ultimate goal. There will be a rehearsed and scripted news that will give you your views. There will be graphs and charts and numbers and panels and experts to feed and tweet the twisted narrative. We will be told where to go and when to go there and what to do when we get there. We will look around and wonder howsoever we got wherever we are, yet we shall continue to dig. We shall feel forever grateful and eternally blessed But we shall not know God. He will seem archaic and distant. God will be a historical artifact only fit for museums until such time as the word God is no longer used. He will be as well remembered as what you did two weeks last Tuesday. Everything will be layered and prepared. Perhaps it already is. I mean, how would we know? In the perfect prison, the prisoner believes that he is free. He sees no bars and finds no reason to resist. He loves his servitude. So, how would we know? Let's take a moment to examine our present, surrounding reality. Somewhere out there is the enemy. Somewhere out there, there is a virus. Actually, there are many viruses, endless amounts. They mutate and evolve, and as with everything that exists, they serve purposes. The average virus will challenge the human immune system, and provided you are healthy, it will affect you for a short time until its effectiveness is reduced. Many viruses will help to sharpen the body's immune system or even train it to fight what is coming next. Most people will survive, some will die. Random tragedies are an inevitable part of nature's reality. Nature is as cruel as God may be kind. We are informed that there are deadly viruses waiting for us, that they might be anywhere under the table or around the corner, That we ourselves might carry the viruses and not know it. That perhaps we are the virus. We are led to believe that we may be attacking ourselves. That we perhaps are the enemy. This foolishness is fanciful at best. Yet it is well thought out. And although everybody's experience is unique and individual, we can all hopefully discern through observation of the world around us that perhaps everything is far less worse than the powers that be would have us believe. Trust, but verify, or you will never know the lie To the best of anyone's knowledge, the present pandemic virus has a very high survival rate. We know statistics can be manipulated to show whatever you want them to show. You can be highly selective and ignore certain sets of data. Some accidents are intentional. Wherever there is an agenda, the only numbers that add up are usually in bank accounts and in body counts. Graphs and tables can be altered to show more or less as and when required, and digital figures can be easily altered, even retroactively. Models are also influential, virtual realities. So, trust if you must. But don't forget to check, and if you can't verify, then you must assume all possibilities are possible. If life and society moves in circles and cycles, then... What is in front of us also lies somewhere behind us. Remember, the man who reads the news to you probably wasn't actually there. Reports need not be truthful. Facts are different from opinions. Discernment is underrated. Much is seen, but little is comprehended. Across the board, the latest immunological studies state that the overall infection fatality rate of the present pandemic in the global population is 0.1% to 0.5% in adults. And this is highly skewed towards older generations. This equates the present pandemic to a level comparable with the medium-sized flu pandemics of 1936 or 1957 or 1968. So, if this has happened before, and it was nothing to panic about, then why is it something to panic about right now? Or, who wants you to panic, and why do they want you to panic? Or, why worry at all? Not only are we constantly sold the problem, but we are also constantly sold the solution. It's a comfortably closed circle. In this case, the solution is everything that is untried and untested and unverified. It is a diabolical approach. Of course, the producers of vaccinations are... Immune from prosecution because any kind of liability would reflect badly on the manufacturer, especially if it was selling a product that it knew did not work or was ineffective, or had side effects. Anyway, who would seriously buy a product from a company that was immune from liability should damage be caused? Would you? Remember that kings meet with kings, and devils meet with devils. There are, of course, a plethora of very effective, unpublicized treatments already on the market. Medicines that have been proven to work. Not only have they been proven to work recently but they have been tested over time. Cost-effective, clinically successful treatments such as ivermectin, quercetin and hydroxychloroquine have been ridiculed by mainstream media. A media whose profitable marketing revenues surprisingly come from pharmaceutical companies. Cheap natural remedies and preventions like zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, garlic, ginger, turmeric, and silver solution have been absent from all government studies and reports. Of course, you can't make money registering a patent from a natural source. God's gifts remain God's. Perhaps the greatest crime of all is the lack of clear information about relatively free preventative treatments for common illnesses, treatments such as a healthy diet of fresh fruit and vegetables, and a lifestyle that incorporates regular exercise and outdoor activity that ensures the body gets enough fresh air and sunlight. To make things even worse for the public, the tests that are being used across society are highly inaccurate, easily manipulated, and have in many cases been found to be contaminated or tainted. The results of a common PCR test are dependent upon what cycle count is being used, and just like a volume control, they can be turned up or turned down. The song, however, remains the same. We are fed data regarding the number of positive tests rather than actual verifiable cases. The scare tactics that are used are as diverse as they are dangerous. So to what end? And to what goal? Well, whenever man plays God, the devil laughs at who we think that we are. Some people talk to God but say that the sky is empty. And it is, if that is what you believe. For your predominant belief will guide your actions. And that is why you need faith. It is faith that helps you to realize that there is more than what you know. In some senses, it helps you to remember who you are. So in spite of the plans of man, tomorrow is not yet written. No man knows the time of his demise. There is far more between heaven and earth than we will ever understand. Do not be of little faith, for it is all part of the test. We pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.